The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's October 4th, 2023. I am Adriel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds here on Fightful Overbooked. We're back home. We're no longer uh, on on the away side of things. We're not waiting for main channel madness. It's not Monday. It's Wednesday. It's nice to be back in our home where if you get golden dollar signed, I can immediately go and fix. I mean, I can fix them on the main channel too, but it's easier here because I don't feel so weird going in and seeing views much higher than that. Jeremy Lambert's here. How are you doing this morning? I'm well. You you're you seem to be in rare form or something here, Joe Pearl. I, it's all home. We, this is all the home to to us. Is is the main channel like our NXT? Is we just go we're there once a month and that's it? I mean, no. Yeah, it is. Who am I kidding? The main channel is the main channel is this nebulous space that exists where we show up once a month and we do our brand and people get real confused about what we do because our show is very different from everything else that exists on the main channel Fightful. We're not hump. We're not spotlight. I mean, I I would argue we're probably closer to spotlight than we are any other show. Yeah. We're closer to spotlight than any other show because we're, uh, a morning show with an interview so you know closer to spotlight than than anything i would say it's still differentiating in spotlight just because i don't want them to be the same show uh we do more long form interviews on spotlight we do more short form form interviews here and uh a different format and everything we we talk more the graps the wrestling on spotlight this i don't know what we do on this show i gotta look at you for friggin two hours this show sucks isn't it great you gotta get a second screen so that you can ignore me throughout most of the show and then not look at my face i got multiple i got one here that no one can see i got one here that no one can see i could theoretically just not uh not pay attention to you should i play NBA 2K this entire stream and then attempt to figure out what you're actually talking about. No one could see me play 2K. I'll just react to me playing 2K. You know what I should do one of these days? I should bring back the picture in picture for my for my OBS where I'm playing a video game while on the screen playing the video game. And that sounds terrible. I've done it before. Y'all never noticed this before because I had a tiny screen up in the corner. I didn't do it on this show. I've done it on another show. People, people didn't notice. No one pays attention to you, Joel. That's why. I totally understand it. <laughs> so sometimes I wonder why I host this show. It's not like any. It's not like you know. You were available, and that was about it. That's as far as the uh, conversation there went. It's like, hey, you available these days? Yeah. All right. Gigs yours. It's pretty much like, hey, I got a lot of cheap time. too, so <laughs> that helps. 
you think more people would work cheap just to have this opportunity, Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> just to get platform just like this to talk about professional wrestling, the most important topic in the entire universe. Uh, yeah, pro pro wrestling, everybody. It's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. Next week on Title Tuesday and NXT, we're going to have 1.5 million wrestling fans watching professional wrestling across two wrestling companies. It's a great time to be a fan of professional wrestling as two companies are thriving right now in professional wrestling. Wrestling. Maybe you didn't watch NXT if you're listening to us right now or watching cowards. us. By the way, well, yeah, I know cowards. By the way, you're not a coward, though, if you leave a thumbs up and you subscribe to us here, Fightful Overbooked. You're even less of a coward. There we go. Get the, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you thumbs up, up, then that will happen in your bedroom as well. You will see this fireworks just go off in your bedroom. That's what happened in the bedroom earlier today, Joel. Yeah, thumbs up and fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> or were the thumbs going up? Dun, 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 never mind. Never mind. So uh, the point was you can donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement right on the air. What I was going to say was that if you were not watching NXT, and for some people, I, I understand, uh, they are. Like, <laughs> do I want to know? I was waiting. You know, there's the delay between what we say and the TV. And I was waiting for the text (laughs) for the text from the wife. (laughs) Oh God, this, this is really 90% of the show is just trying to get a rise out of one person and popping ourselves. That's a rise out of me all the time. Joel Pearl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was it that I was available or was it that no one else wanted to deal with this? Uh, probably both. Again, also probably both. <laughs> oh, God. Why do we have a morning show? Uh, no one watches this show, thank God. <laughs> so I was like, I just opened the stream and we're having bedroom <laughs> Oh, God. All right. You can't do this to me, <laughs> Joel. You can't set me up like this. Okay? The the wife has learned well, she learned a long time ago. Like I can turn anything into the innuendo. And so she will say something and I will just turn it into that. And that's just that's just how it goes. Doesn't my mom she does actually. She called me on Monday. I'm going to visit. I'm going to visit my mom uh, tomorrow, actually. It's her birthday on Friday, everybody. So she'll probably be on the show on Friday now that I think about it because it is her birthday. Um, She called me on Monday and she's like, you look very tired. I was like, yeah, mom, I slept for like two hours last night after a wrestle dream. It was a long weekend. Um, But she does. She does watch this show. She knows how I am. I make these jokes in front of my mom's Oh. I'm like, let's this is my this is my father coming out and yeah, this, is, was, this is very much my father yeah i was gonna say you are your parents child if yeah. you don't think they're making the same cracks at one point in your life i don't know what you're saying my dad was making these jokes while he was on his deathbed so god bless yeah. <laughs> oh man uh yeah so (laughs) nxt is loading up next week everything happened jeremy just as we planned it with a few notable additions one of which being john cena they got john cena (laughs) to work this freaking show bless them it makes first of all i i have i have one big question and that's for anyone who's attending if you can see out into like the pc parking lot 
just like take a photo of how many buses are lined up. I want to know how many wrestlers buses will be in the parking lot that night because like they got a place to change. There's no like proper locker room set up for these people who are coming in or they're going to make all the PC recruits or whoever's on the regular NXT show. They're going to like get a porta potty and have them change out there. But I am so curious because they are bringing everyone they can. Oscar's going to come in, have a match against Roxanne Perez. You got uh, John Cena's going to corner uh, Mello. And then Paul Heyman at the end of the show, oh. <laughs> he gets everyone thinking it's going to be Roman. But like- I thought, I thought Roman was coming, baby. He's like the second greatest of all times. Like I heard from the greatest of all time. And I thought he was about to say, and he will be here next week. The problem with bringing Roman to, to nxt i guess the ramp is a little bit shorter so the entrance won't take quite as long but that's half the show right there for for roman you got a lot to do next week oh i thought it was bringing roman even roman was like nah nah i ain't, I ain't doing that show sorry guys sorry Imagine Roman's watching NXT and he just like he he sees Paul and he's not he's not like clued in on what's going on and he's just like doing something washing dishes or something all of a sudden he hears I called the the greatest of all time and he's like you did what? And he's like am I going to be working Tuesday? Paul? No, I think it's better if like Heyman actually did call Roman. Like after Mello announced that Cena was going to corner him. There should have been a camera on Heyman. Like, actually call call Roman Reigns. Call in Roman. He's like, Roman, John Cena is showing up next Tuesday to NXT to corner Carmelo Hayes. Roman's just like, okay. Heyman's like, do you want to be here? Do you want to combat John Cena and all the issues he is causing on the bloodline with Jimmy and Solo? Do you want to show up? Roman's just like, nah. Got, got extracurriculars that day kids got ballet twins kids got changing. play rehearsal kids twins got are, basketball twin, nah. twins got football <laughs> yeah no we, we can't do that we can't make tuesday work paul you you take care of that paul you take care of that paul okay yes my tribal chief yes my tribal chief and then he has to do it that's that's what it should have been total just, he's just like yeah wife and i said we'd build furniture together so uh, I got I got to go Ikea might go to Home Depot, get a little bit crazy on a Tuesday night. Uh, that was a really deep cut, by the way. For those who don't know, Roman's whole thing was like, yeah, I started doing wrestling because football didn't work and I didn't want to build furniture for my uncles for the next 20 years. So <laughs> uh, you got to explain the joke. Here we go. But yeah, so we have a whole lot of people showing up on NXT and it's all to combat the big edge versus luchasaurus match match <laughs> and and tony khan's presumed birthday celebration that kenny omega and the bucks are going to put on in the ring uh and then they'll ask him for voting power in the company so what what, what are they going to do on aew to load it up because you had a really good point about the the advantage in terms of leveling up their cards and making things uh promotionally uh I- I- investing what, what did you have to say so it's it I want to be clear, this is the television game that they're playing. Because people message me afterwards and was like, well, they can announce things on Tuesday. Yes, I know that. But it ain't going to be seen as many people on Twitter as it is on uh, on like Raw or stuff. So AEW is going to make some announcements tonight. We know that. They, they always announce the, the card for the next week. So they're going to make their announcements tonight. 
SmackDown, they'll have a chance to counter. Collision will have a chance to counter. Fastlane, though, and we've seen this, and I actually forgot about this in my tweet. Fastlane can, I don't know if they'll be able to counter stuff, but Fastlane's going on as Collision is going on. So whenever they announce, they, they'll do the Dynamite announcements on Collision, let's say about 9.30, 9.40-ish, depending on how long the main event's going to be. So Fastlane, just before the main event, which we presume is going to be about 10.30, so maybe like 10.15, Fastlane can make announcements for NXT if they want, or they can hold off on Raw. And you know what they could actually do is they could say, on Raw, we'll have more NXT announcements. So tune into Raw for more NXT announcements. And then on Raw, they can do their final whoever is going to be there uh, for NXT. So they got the last television announcement game. Yes, and or AEW can announce something at 11 p.m. Eastern Monday night after Raw. Yes, both companies can announce something Tuesday on social media. But TV-wise, where your most viewers are, because there are more people watching the television than there are online, I hate to break it to everybody, that's where WWE has the advantage when it comes to announcements. I'm super looking forward to what AEW is announcing for Title Tuesday. It's Title Tuesday, so you know we're getting title matches. We already got Soraya and Sheeta. Edge and Luchasaurus is not a title match unless they put the prehistoric belt on the line. That fits because one is old and one is a dinosaur. <laughs> so they can they can put the prehistoric belt on the line for that match, possibly. I tweeted Tony. I tagged Tony. I said, announce Danielson Omega 2. And announce MJF and Orange Cassidy. And people are like, Orange Cassidy, huh? Orange Cassidy is a draw, my people. A draw. Look at all the quarter hours and all the, the online viewership and all that stuff. The man does some numbers. So Orange Cassidy is a draw. Sting, they got to get Sting on this show as well. Sting is a big draw. Uh, who else is is a top-tier draw for all, all AEW? Riho, yeah, the ratings god, Riho, right there. I'm all for Riho just being used in any capacity, honestly. She rules. I heard she's 99 pounds. That is true. I got a sheet in front of me, goddammit. What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> Four years of dynamite, and that is that is moment number one. <laughs> Bless Jim Ross. Bless Jim Ross. The Do bunny you think he around, by the way. Say that again. You think he sticks around AEW? Do you think he's gonna renew and keep doing what he's doing? They're they are featuring him differently than they did when they started, which to be honest, kind of like that. I like how they're using him right now. Basically, kind of section matches on the pay-per-views and then the main event of collision they're not using them really full-time and they're, they're doing sit-downs which everyone agrees that like he's very good at, at sit-downs and like he at this point like i don't he's lost a step as like an interviewer when it comes to these sit-downs but he still has the cachet with the audience and he makes funny faces or just like stares off which is hilarious to me i hope he continues to have a job just because like like jr is a legend man and I know people get mad at his commentary or whatever. As someone who just likes the laughs and the pops, I think his commentary rules. I don't care about insight. Who cares about that? John Moxley, what insight did he really have during the match? I mean, he, he actually did have a lot. But what did we remember from John Moxley? The holy shit. That, yeah, fuck this guy, Brian. And talking about tantric sex. That's what we cared about with John Moxley. Him explaining holds? Don't give a shit. He doesn't need to. He is He's the best color commentator in the business 
He's not there. He's not there to, to tell you how much a hold hurts. He's here to tell you the colorful things that the wrestler does that's in the ring. The, yeah. uh, the extracurriculars. I appreciate that. People saying Jade's showing up on Tuesday. Okay, hold on. This is this is what I said. I said on Saturday, if the reports are true and she's coming to Indianapolis uh, and she's going to be, maybe she's on screen, maybe she's not, that's not confirmed. But either way, if she's going to be in Indianapolis where Fastlane's happening, you put her on screen as the big, like, do an in-ring quick little interview. And they're like, where are you going to debut? And she'll be like, how about Tuesday on NXT? I'll tell you which brand I'm on. And then our whole Cody Jade thing, we can do it. We can still do it because they'll be on the same program and everything. And Jade gets to tell everyone where she's landing. That's when you do it. Here's my conspiracy theory with Cody. Do I'm not, I don't I don't mind that Jade showing up and everything because I told you I want Jade and Cody holding the belts up to yep. end the show. It doesn't look like we're going to quite get that. But here's my conspiracy theory when it comes to Cody. They say Cody has a major announcement, right? And everybody's saying Dusty Classic, Dusty Classic, Dusty Classic. I do think that will probably be what he does. But, By the way, okay. that was something that you and I talked about. Yes. But yeah. we originally said it was going to be North American title, then drops it at deadline, and then the next Tuesday makes the announcement 2024 we're bringing back the dusty classic i just want to put that out there i it seems likely that he'll announce dusty classic next week here is my conspiracy theory though that graphic that they showed on the show last night cody is in his gear cody's wrestling next week everybody is he gonna come out to start the show gonna start the show so what do you want me to announce and then he's going to do his big Dusty Classic announcement. And then he's going to be confronted by the Judgment, the judgment Day. Day. Yes! It's going to set up Dom and Cody main event. Because the through thread, we need we need a reason for people to stick around. We're going to get John Cena at the crossover. And then Dom and Cody main event, North American title. We're getting the Codester, baby. Codester finishes the NXT story, wins the North American title. That's my conspiracy theory. And then he goes on. Does does he do the Iron Survivor match, or does the North American Championship get the ladder match at rest at, at uh, deadline? Um, I have no idea. That's too far away for me. Let's let's talk about the uh, the, the because team. we're getting we're getting the USO Jay and Cody against Judgment Day at Fastlane. So this is where it also ties in of yeah. whatever happens at Fastlane. You know, do, do Cody and Jay win the titles? Then that gives them more reason to confront on NXT. I assume they're going to do something for uh, on Raw as well. Cody's wrestling next Tuesday. Mark it down, everybody. Mark I'm very it down. excited. I'm so, and, we're, and we are going to take the victoriest lap on Wednesday. If, if this man, if this man wins the North American title next Wednesday show. I'm I'm bringing all the Codester stuff back. I'll have the neck tattoo. I'll I'll, I'll do it. That's really all. I, I'm not shaving my head and dyeing my hair. That's a little too far. That's a Steven Jensen bit that got ruined at WrestleMania because they were cowards and didn't put the title on them. But I'll I'll have the neck tattoo, uh, which is not a real tattoo. It's just something I printed out and a little uh, tape to my neck. We're going full Cody Rhodes though next week, baby. If this happens. Get a uh, you get one of the the headbands, like you know the just just to get your hair back. I've worn a bald cap before. Yeah, oh, here it is. I've yeah. done that. Yeah, I, was gonna I did a bald cap. I went to Party City 
and bought a bald cap just for a bit. And then I returned it the next day because I was never going to wear it again. You know, you don't want to do Stone Cold for uh, for Halloween? Nah, nah. I did I did the bald cap. And then the next day, I was actually uh, Stone Cold for Halloween as a, as a youngster. A young Jeremy went as Stone Cold. I didn't do the bald cap, though. I had like, you know, they had the mask that I could just put on. Uh, one person recognized me and it was like, oh, you're Steve Austin. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to kick Vince McMahon's ass. It was, I popped them, popped this dude. I was probably like 11 years old at this point you didn't give him a stunner no nah, i should have i should have stunned him for the candy he did give me extra candy though because he you know i was a pro wrestler so good on you i like that anyway there next week is going to be a lot of fun i i don't care about the whole like oh it's it's petty it's uh, yeah sure good. it's petty it's funny i'm gonna sit there and i'm gonna watch both shows on tuesday and i'm or maybe one and i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna watch but i'm going to watch them both at one point my ratings count doesn't matter because I live in a country that doesn't do the same ratings as the U.S. So for me, I don't give a shit. I can just watch the show and enjoy it or not enjoy it if they don't put on a good show because that also exists. And then I'm going to talk about it on Wednesday with you and we're going to have fun. That's just the way it goes. Good. Let him be petty. I want Tony Khan to load this thing up. We need somebody in the chat saying Cody stealing TK playbook. I need a Tony Khan announcement for next week as well. You don't make announcements, Joel. I need the Tony Khan announcement. So Cody's got a major announcement. So Tony needs a monumental announcement. Tony Khan has a monumental announcement for next Tuesday. You got to really deliver on that. I don't know like what's monumental, um, but you got you to go with something. I don't care. Disappoint me, Tony. Don't really care. Just, just hype it up as much as you can. I don't have expectations, so I can't be disappointed. Hype it up as much as you can. Very now, major is higher on the list than very important. No, I know, but like he's never done. Has he done major? Yeah, he's done major before. I mean, I've seen huge and then important and very. I'm pretty sure important. they've done. Hold on, there's a lot of Tony Khan graphics out there. I know. Well, I have a bunch of them. Major announcements. I have. Um, we will hear from Tony Khan. I have Tony Khan will make. And we'll announce the first main event match. <laughs> so he's done. I don't know. I Here's the thing. I don't know if these are fake or not at this point. Uh, so he's done important. He's done huge. He's done very important. Very. So let's stress. Let's stress the difference between important and very important. Um, I don't know if he's actually done major. Uh, well, Cody is doing major now, so you can't do it. I need monumental. Oh, monumental. oh, Jeff Valley Driver has it. It's a seismic. seismic. Oh, that's good. Well, okay. So actually, I want to I want to discuss this real quick. Did you find it a little strange, or maybe maybe I'm just overthinking it? Nobody really took Tony to task over the whole era, new era discussion, because you know he was he was asked about it on the uh, on the pre call the the pre press conference call, and he just kind of he. He played it up as a promoter. He played it up as, no, I'm not going to clarify it. Nothing's going to be clarified, but it's going to be, you know, this and that. I'm not going to blow out the expectations. Y'all can do that yourself. And then the the rated R era, the, the Adam Copeland signing was basically this new era. Um, and no one really took him to task for it. No one really said, like, how is this a new era? Or what is the expectation that this is a new era? What's Adam, you know, it, I don't know. I, I, and I'm not speaking as like, oh, why didn't they do this? It's more just like, I'm wondering why it wasn't asked. I'm wondering why it wasn't brought up. I don't think there's anything to take him to task over. He said new era. 
he's given us the rated R error. If you're disappointed that that's what it was, again, you created, we created a little bit as well, the expectation of like, oh, what if it's a New Japan thing? Like he he showered the New Japan thing. He's like, no, I'm not buying New Japan. And then that really got deaded when MLW is announcing a partnership with New Japan like a day later. Um, so I don't think there was anything to take him to task over. Should he have been asked about it? Yes, I do think that. I think somebody should have been like, hey, you said New Era is adam copeland the rated r era is that what you were talking about and then he could address it but there was nothing like tony you promised he didn't promise us anything he said new era and then people took it as like oh what's it gonna be is it gonna be an announcement he never even said it was gonna be an announcement he said new era that's it you're right and and you know what my wording was a little more harsh than i think it should have been i'm taking you to task for your wording of taking him to task yes i i hear that and again that's why i kind of backtracked and i was just like i don't think this was a bad thing i think it was more why nobody asks about it just to at least get confirmation or at least get you know something on the record that this was this was the new era and what it pertains to in terms of AEW moving forward that's what i was coming at um because i just noticed that no one had really asked him about that Oh, I agree. Somebody should have asked in in the the press conference. I I completely agree with that. I was messaging people to ask about. I can't help it that nobody listens to me when I when I text them and DM them of like, hey, ask this question, and then nobody does. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Kate to task (laughs) on Sunday when we do our show. I will I will take Kate to task. We won't talk about fast lane. Instead, we're just going to talk about how Kate didn't ask the the right questions. At the press scrum afterwards. How's Nobody that? asked Danielson about f- the Fox chant. Everybody disappointed young buddy Danielson by not chanting Fox in the middle of his match with Zack Sabre Jr. Crowd ruined that match. Everything else about that match was perfect, but no Fox chance. I got to knock it down to six and a quarter stars. Oh, speaking of six and a quarter stars, we should probably tell you guys that 11.15 a.m. Eastern – uh, Shaquille Majuri is going to be joining us. Who is Shaq? Well, he used to work on Fightful. He still does. He he does the Fightful Roundtable once a month on the main channel. But uh, Shaq was, was our MMA guy for a while, and now he's moved on. He's with CBS Sports. He did an interview with Adam Copeland that a lot of you saw that dropped yesterday. Uh, so Shaq's going to join us at 11.15 a.m. Eastern to talk about that and a whole bunch more wrestling stuff because, believe it or not, he's still a wrestling fan. He does more wrestling than he does MMA now. He interviews a bunch of wrestlers. It's true. He's got yeah. an interview today. I don't want to spoil it for him, but I, I saw it because it is it is public. It was just on Reddit. Uh, but an interview with a WWE superstar uh, that is supposedly happening maybe today. Hopefully it goes. Hopefully it happens for him. I know. Oh. I know how these things are. You know how these things are, Joel. You don't like to like announce these things or say these things. Uh, but he has put it out there in the the Reddit space, if nothing else. So Shaq's going to join us. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the interview. We'll talk about everything. Uh, and by the way, speaking of things that were interviewed, uh, and, and in, not interviewed, things that were uh, announced, Impact just announced that uh, the night after Bound for Glory, they're taping Josh Alexander and Will Ospreay. I'm looking forward to that match. As a guy who covers Impact, that's a nice little, uh, a nice little match to have, and I'm sure it'll get things moving forward to the um, – wait. Okay, there we go. They say if Alexander wins the world title at Bound for Glory, the match will be a world title match. And then they're going to go to the UK next, the week after Bound for Glory, and they have turning points. So it looks like Osprey is going to be in the world title and, you know, the big picture of Impact for the next few weeks. That looks fun. What does that have to do with CM Punk coming to Impact? 
Well, it has nothing to do with CM Punk, but it has everything to do with Bram getting re-signed. Senior Nerd said, ask, why did Fox chant? I'm so, okay, let me explain this quickly, which means about 20 minutes for everybody. Good. Danielson, when he was doing media, uh, was telling the story <clears throat> about like, he, he's missed a lot of stuff with his uh, son, son Buddy and everything. And he found out that his son Buddy was saying the F word. Uh, fucks, everybody. Fucks. Um, and so he's laughing. Danielson's cackling when Bree is telling him this. And so Buddy thinks this is the funniest thing in the world and wants to keep saying it. Bree, kind of a genius, honestly. Bree mode, Bree genius. Tells Buddy, no, you're saying it wrong, Buddy. It's pronounced Fox. It's pronounced Fox. That's how you're supposed to say it. So Buddy is just going around saying Fox, 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 Fox. Thanks, and he's saying a, a bad word. But Bree has now gotten him to say Fox instead of fucks. No Amdar influence. And so Danielson said in the interview, like, yeah, the whole arena should just chant Fox uh, during the Zack Sabre Jr. match. My son would love this. And then nobody did it. A bunch of cowards. Brie Bell is a genius, though. Brie mode. You think she I has she that? Again. I hope she does too. And I hope she comes back with some. I hope Beth Phoenix sings Bree's theme music. <laughs> I hope that that's, I hope that's Beth Phoenix's new gimmick. She is a legitimate singer. So I would love for her to do the, the new Bree mode theme song. That'd be fun. Stomp your foxing head in is good. I hope Danielson screams that. One day. <laughs> I'm going to kick his foxing head in. And Buddy's watching just pops. He's like, dad said the curse word. I can't believe this kid. How old is Buddy now? He's probably what three. Yeah, he's like three. He's saying "fuck" at three. My God. I mean, if my kid ever gets to that point, I'm I'm gonna have to get the soap out. You ever get? Your- I hope your kid turns three, Joel. <laughs> Me too. It'd be <laughs> nice. Maybe we'll get him to two first, and then we'll talk <laughs> from there. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, man. Dominic Mysterio recaptured the North American Championship last night. Were you Good surprised? He beat, he beat Trick. He had the Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley was like, don't come back or I'm leaving you if you don't win the North American Championship. No. No, I wasn't surprised for two reasons. One, Cody's got to win the title next week and he wasn't going to beat Trick Williams for it. Two, the moment Rhea Ripley said, hey, don't come back if you don't get this title. I was like, oh, well, he's going to win this title because they ain't doing any type of split between them right now. So they almost telegraphed it. And then once Mello left and all of Judgment Day was there, it's like, oh, yeah, Trick is screwed on this one. So, no, I wasn't surprised at all. We had Cam Hawkins having a meltdown throughout the entire episode, by the way. <laughs> if, people, if people weren't asking when Trick and Mello were going to fight and him getting upset about that, they were asking where his buddy Trick, where, where Trick's buddy Mello was. So, oh, poor Cam. He was just, he was going through it last night. <laughs> I do think that... It was a little wrong to kind of hotshot it like that. I don't think they they needed to do they needed to do that. Like they should they should not have they shouldn't have done it. They just put the belt on trick for two days and then okay, you get the the glare with mellow and everything. I like the promo between them last night. I like Braun Breaker trying to be like, hey man, these crowd this these, these fans don't care about you. Look what they did to me. Trick doesn't care about you. And then it set up everything. But at the same time, Melo left when Trick had this match. He knew Judgment Day was there. It set up some stuff. It just feels like you could have set that up without basically just giving Trick this two-day transitional run. You know what? I'm glad you brought up the Braun and Melo interaction. 
while they do have the match next week, what if they end up tag teaming? What if they go in the Dusty Cup together, a la Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, and they win, and they go on just a, a just a two-man power trip tear, win the NXT Tag Championships from the family, just absolutely destroy NXT as a heel duo. I don't think that's where I saw you. I saw you bring that up uh, of them like kind of teaming and and kind of destroying everything. I don't think that's going to be the direction. I'm not mad at it. I, I like. I think it can work. Um, the the problem with that is you you gotta do. I mean, Braun and Ilya would be a great match. Um, but what's the overall end game there? They win the tag team titles, and then like Judgment Day is. Uh, oh, the family is the, the tag team champions. I was thinking, you, you mentioned Judgment Day uh, with the other stuff. And so I was thinking, I mean, they're on the show all the time anyway. Um, so they, they win the tag team titles for the fit. But what's the end game? They split and then do they do they win the NXT North American title from Dom? Like Dom's already a heel. Like I don't quite know the end game there. And they got time. They could figure it out. But I, I, I don't think they're going to go that way. I don't mind it as long as they actually map it out a, a little bit better. There's also the Von Wagner piece kind of floating over. Brock. Now that guy's done. He's, He's done. not coming back. Uh, yeah. Head yeah. bleeding and everything. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that that, that spot was real and totally not uh, a work? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. done. He's yeah. from what I've been told, this is all fake, by the way. Uh, from what I've been told, he he is no longer in capacity to do anything. He's at the local medical facility, and we don't know when he'll be back. Wow, it's like Kyle O'Reilly with the seizures all over again. Man, that was a that was that a banner evening for wrestling. That was a night. Yeah, Ooh, buddy, that was a rough one. Yes, it was. Yeah. Anyway, don't trust wrestling fans. Uh, let's move along. They're all stupid. We. Yeah, that's true. Wait, we we yeah, we. Yeah, no, okay, I get it. Uh, anything else from... Oh, the, the the Parade of Challengers. We had three, the triple threat for the NXT uh, Women's Championship number one contendership. Lyra Valkyria is going to take on Becky Lynch and Halloween Havoc. I'm looking forward to that match. Lyra Valkyria is like this... I've been following her since before she showed up in NXT UK. I like that they're trying to do something more with her as a character. I really hope that she figures out what that character is soon other than just her you know and it's not a bad thing but i'm waiting for that one one thing to happen that gets her beyond the really good wrestler who who likes to wrestle i'm looking forward to to that the match last night was like fine roxanne perez getting booed was uh something i do like that keanu james is like you're gonna face oscar next week but they're bringing oscar to the show that. i said that as well which rules um like you're gonna face oscar next week and then uh greatness out of Roxanne Perez on the on the Twitter where she's like, Thanks, dummy, for giving me a match that I've always wanted, a dream match. <laughs> great tweet by Roxanne. Very great tweet. Um I'm looking forward to, to Roxanne and Asuka. Yeah, Lyra, she she needs a little bit more. I think Becky's gonna bring something more out of her. They got a week to to build that. They got a couple weeks, I guess. Um I assume Becky will be on the show next week as well. So you're getting Becky, Asuka, Cody, Cena. Who else they bring in? Judgment Heyman. Day will, I'm sure, be there. Heyman. Heyman. I'm sure Jimmy Uso is going to show up if Paul Heyman's coming. Because yeah. that's going to feed into the Jimmy 
and Roman, who's the head of the table now guy, dynamic. Maybe. I don't I don't know if Jimmy's gonna show up or not. It's possible. It's I feel possible. like Jimmy thinks he runs this now with Roman out. True. And True. Roman is scheduled to come back in a few weeks to SmackDown to set up the the PLE in Saudi in November, early November. I think this is the, the just, just ramping it up. We're going to get more Jimmy saying that he's in charge type of thing. Okay. I, I think we also got to see um, how things play out on Saturday with uh, Cena and LA Knight. Oh, what if they bring LA Knight to the PC? Yeah. Bring them back. Oh, how, who gets the bigger pop in the PC? John Cena, who hasn't been there since 2013. Or LA Knight, who he did all pandemic stuff largely to PC, I feel like. Um, he did. The Cameron Grimes feud is really good. That wasn't, was that during pandemic? All this blends together for me. I think uh, but that was really good. Yeah. He showed up, so he showed up in the pandemic and he showed up when they were starting to bring people in. Cause I remember it was LA Knight showed up during a pre show panel in the yeah. PC and he took the microphone and Sam Roberts was there and I think Peter Rosenberg too, or at least. So some some bald guy was there and he took the microphone and started talking then he walked off but yeah he was largely pandemic and then uh then they started bringing people back for 2.0 and la Knight was still there so he had a little bit of time in front of the audience okay so get get la Knight in there let's bring them all bring them all there do you think this is something i thought about i think AEW should punt next week like you know what we're gonna put on just like a show they've already announced uh adam edge and luchasaurus and they've already announced soraya and sheeta these are just sort of normal matches that you'd probably just get whenever like they always do stuff for dynamite um do they load it up i think they do by the way but should they just kind of put on like a normal show? Hey, here's a Ray Phoenix open challenge against uh, Brian Cage or somebody. Like, eh, sure. Um, I guess Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson could be the champion by by next week. Um, not not punt in a sense of like, hey, don't do anything. Just give like a normal show. Don't stack it with like an MJF title match, which I think we're going to get. By the way. Don't stack it with anything like that. Don't stack it with a, a Danielson Omega. I don't know what they're actually going to do, but like, don't stack the show. Just kind of do a normal show. You got to do title matches because you've already dubbed this thing title Tuesday. And then you should be like, see what you get. And then if you lose, it's look what NXT had to do to beat us. And look what we did comparatively. And if you beat them somehow, it's like, we just did a normal show yeah. and we beat you guys. Are you suggesting MJF versus Dutch for the AEW world championship? <laughs> Cause it's okay. If you are, he'll do, he'll, he'll recreate WrestleMania three with Dutch just to say he did. He will. He would. He will. He already did it, you know, at wrestle dream with the tweet and the, the, the slam and everything. MJF and Satnam Singh. Oh, let's go. That's what we need. And then they retell the entirety of WrestleMania three of Hogan. They should just, yeah, spot for spot, redo the match. Yeah. Just, just do it. And that would be, that would get people moving over. Do Yeah. Battle of the Spears, Copeland versus Goldberg. MJF doesn't know going into, if he's going to win, you know, Sotnam's got to tell him in the ring of like going over brother. That was, that's the old Hogan story of like, yeah. I didn't know who was going to win that night. Andre, you know, boss man had to tell me while we were out there. 
It's like your time. Like, oh, thanks, boss man. Appreciate that. <laughs> Wait a minute. And then years later, the story was we had to write out the entire thing beat for beat because his memory was so bad. Eh, story changes. You never know on this stuff. <laughs> Hate it here. Anyway, let's do let's do MJF doing a WrestleMania three recreation with Satnam saying Dutch, whoever. That would be great. <laughs> oh, it's gotta be Satnam. We've already seen it with Dutch. It's got to be Satinum right now. We did, but we didn't see a one-on-one match. We didn't see the real thing. But yes, wh- whether or not they should just continue on and tell the same story, I think I think that AEW would be served to continue telling the stories that they're telling week to week and trying to build the best weekly show they can. The one advantage that NXT had just now is taking a lot of the, the Raw and SmackDown talent and adding them to make the matches on NXT bigger, right? John Cena is cornering somebody. Paul Heyman is cornering the other guy in the main event. Asuka versus Roxanne is not only a match that Roxanne's saying she wants, but it's like a challenge match from her newest opponent in, uh, sorry, who was, what's her name? I was about Keanu, to James. Keanu James. I was thinking K's, K's and J's. Um, they're going to have to change Kalani's name now because now it's K's and J's. Uh, so yes, the, this is a whole... We're, we're we're making it bigger by enhancing who's on the show. Cody's the only potential to have a match uh, with Dominic Mysterio and win the North American Championship. So there you go. That being said, you know, AEW doesn't have the same uh, opportunity because this is their show. And that's not to say they can't have a really, really strong show. They have to have a really strong week of television ahead. So Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision all have to hit this week for people to be invested and interested in watching whatever they put on next week. Don't give me a bunch of dream matches just because you saw what's going on next Tuesday. You can easily just put on a really, really solid show with a lot of meaningful title matches that you set up throughout the week. Do I trust them to do that? Unfortunately, I, I don't always because I talked about this with people during Wrestle Dream. I'm like, the wrestling is never the problem. The, the, the act of wrestling for these people is always good. That's why they have these jobs. That's why they go out there and entertain. They're always good at telling stories in the ring. I need the story personally to be invested. And if I'm not invested, then the story doesn't mean nearly as much. So whatever happens tonight between Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix the match that ha- whatever they're setting up for next Tuesday should be equally important. Should Soraya and uh, excuse me, Hikaru Shida, should they be main eventing next week? As of right now, I mean, it's a, it's the only title that's officially on the line. So yes, the line out two matches right now. Well, no, I'm just saying between the two matches announced, should Edge main event or sorry, Adam Copeland should Adam Copeland main event or should it be the title match? Typically, Tony would go for the title match, but then you also have the in ring debut of adam copeland uh so who knows it just i want to see stuff that makes sense that invests me in the show this coming tuesday well, they're gonna announce more title matches it's of title tuesday they're of gonna course announce five more title matches what what do we have if moxley is cleared do you do moxley and phoenix for the international championship Yes, if your plan is to put it back on Mox and continue whatever Moxley was supposed to be doing with that international championship. If they were just like, no, we needed the moment. And now we're just kind of booking Moxley week to week till we figure out what to do. No, I'll keep it on Phoenix. But also, I'm going to contradict myself for a minute because Phoenix injured himself on, on Sunday at WrestleDream. He was taken out of the match. 
he was he was late to be cleared last Wednesday. I'm a little nervous about Phoenix's longevity week to week as a competitor because we've seen even before the international championship when he was very spotty with being pulled from shows, being put on shows at the last minute, whatever it was, like he's had a lot of injury problems. And if you're putting a title on someone, especially a singles title, and expecting him to defend this particular title, the the, the international championship, which is a workhorse week-to-week title, thanks Orange Cassidy, now you have to have somebody who's willing to do that. And I'm not saying Phoenix isn't willing to, it's is he available and able to? So that's really where my concern is with Ray Phoenix continuing as international champion. I'd rather they go back to Mox go back to whatever they were planning for Mox, assuming the plan was something and not just big moment having Mox win and then just we'll figure it out on the way. I think the plan was likely Ricky Starks. That's at least where it seemed like things were headed there. Um, So yeah, if if you can, if Moxley's cleared for next week, I think Moxley and Phoenix rematch could, could make sense. Um, Ishak saying Christian, versus AC for the TNT title. No, Copeland's wrestling Luchasaurus. No, he means Adam Cole. <laughs> well, he's injured, so again, no. But how bad? Um, how bad? I don't know. Yeah, well, I saw, well, that's the match that people seem to be leaning towards, Bucks and FTR. Everyone seemed like it was, everyone was pretty sure it was going to be full gear because Los Angeles and everything. And now with this, this gimmick, it's like, oh, let's hot shot it to next week. I kind of think you, you still sort of save it for full gear. Um, but I, they might hotshot. I think we'll probably get an FTR match. I just don't know against who, like who makes sense as, as, as challengers for them. That isn't, I mean, they're doing open challenge gimmick, so it could literally be anybody, I oh, guess. But, is this the week you do GYV at title Tuesday? introduce them because it's the nxt crowd i mean sure but like the last time we saw them they were dyad stuff like i don't i don't know how big of a i don't know how much like grizzled young veterans mean like i i just i don't they're not as big you're right and that's why i was saying you do a very very good week of television to build to something you need a very strong week of dynamite, rampage, and collision to build to next Tuesday's dynamite. That's why I keep Harper, I keep hammering that home. Keep making these shows mean something and make me want to watch so that next week I'm gonna want to watch on Tuesday. A a rematch or like Bucks and FTR going to a draw and then doing a rematch. I can I can see that. Um what are, they got a million titles. You know, do they do an elite? If they don't do Bucks and FTR, do they do Elite Six Man match? Uh, I'm trying to think. think. Who would it be? A Swerve, Cage, and somebody like for story purposes that would Swerve make and the most sense. I mean, I was saying Elite would be a, it would be a four man or be an, an eight man tag. You with pluck, Kenny. The problem is you'd be plucking Kenny from the Jericho feud, or you bring oh god. Jericho would want to come over, so it'd be a ten man. Okay, what about what about what about Jericho and Omega against FTR? We're getting Jericho and Omega against Sammy and Takeshka tonight. Let's say the winner of that it could be Sammy and uh, Takeshka, but for the purposes of ratings next week, Jericho and Omega win, and then we get Jericho and Omega against FTR next week. So yeah, you can you can run with that, and I wouldn't hate it. Did they mention in their promo on Saturday? 
that they wanted to go for tag gold or did they just kind of skirt them? now they mentioned bobby hole and then a bunch of people googled him and were like this guy's a piece of shit no that was the press conference on sunday oh, I'm, talking, I'm talking collision the promo that they had together in the ring did they mention the tag titles or did they just kind of say we're gonna try and coexist it was more of like a coexist type of thing okay. but you may as well hey you know what dax put it out there last night sting and darby deserve a shot they're undefeated you want to try to pop ftr sting and darby title tuesday like okay this is yeah this is what i thought jeff valley driver said the first promo kenny specifically said they were not going for the titles plans can change jericho can talk them into it but i don't see a reason to do it if if they've put it out there canonically that they're like nah we're just we just want to take out the the reason is the reason is they're bringing John Cena to the PC. So <laughs> that changed everything. Uh, I'm the greatest of all time. No, I'm <laughs> the greatest of all time. Pro Wrestling Podcast is pretty neat sending us super chats. Go ahead and do that. Any amount of question statement right on the air. Uh, and they're, they're in the chat. They're doing their thing. We appreciate all y'all for hanging out with us. Uh, Shaq Majuri is going to join us in about 20 minutes time talking about his Adam Copeland interview and so much more. So come and hang out with us. But yeah, the uh, the, the idea of this Coming Tuesday, I think tonight's AEW Dynamite is going to set the tone for whether or not we should be excited for next week's episode on Tuesday. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna load it up. I mean, I just threw out there, hey, do you maybe punt because they, you can then it's a built-in excuse of why you possibly lost. And again, by saying punt, I'm not saying hey, just throw nothing. Don't give the fans anything. That's stupid. But for the most part, Dynamite week to week is a good show, especially in ring. Like it's a good show. I don't think they punt any week. I'm just saying there's a difference between just doing a normal show and then hey, let's go all out and put our biggest stars in the biggest matches and just give away stuff on free TV. Look, they got a lot in the chamber by the way, that they probably should be doing on free TV. So I wouldn't even begrudge them for doing some of this stuff. I think you got to get an MJF title match in there. But who? Who's it, who makes sense for MJF? That is also feels like a big match because I don't know if like Bless Roderick Strong, it does, it feels big-ish, but like does it feel big enough to to do here? Like what what feels like a what feels working for MJF here for the title match? So I, I don't know only because while you were talking about the MJF title match, I was like, what if it's an Eddie double title match? Jay, yeah. Jay White is, is there, but it, it feels a little too soon. That feels like a hot shotting match right there. And, and again, we talked about that on the Monday show or even the Friday show. The feeling was MJF versus Jay White is a full gear match yeah. while Swerve wins the hopefully going to be announced tonight world title eliminator tournament at full gear. That's kind of where my brain is at there. Swerve. You could possibly do next week. You could possibly do swerve and MJF next week. Um, because it's, it's not people maybe Oh, what's the story? Blah, blah, blah. Like swerve beat hangman. That's the story. You're just doing this one off. It doesn't have to be this overarching type of thing. Um, and then like, Swerve can still be in this title eliminator. Maybe he doesn't win that. I think that's a big enough match that you can do next week. And you can you can easily go back to Swerve and MJF down the line if you're not setting up Swerve for something sooner rather than later. If you are setting him up for this world title eliminator title victory, then yeah, probably just don't have him lose 
the the match and then win the world title eliminator and then face MJF again. That doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. But if you just want to give Swerve the match for for beating Hangman, do it, and then Swerve can I don't want to say background play while the while Jay White gets his shot. And then uh, they do the world title eliminator, but Swerve can just do other more meaningful stuff during the Swerve and Omega. I know Omega's tied with the the Jericho stuff right now, but I'd like to see Omega kind of be part of the elite again because he's part of the elite. Um, they're 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 blurring and not always in the best way. A lot of stuff right now. I'm looking at the roster and I'm wondering who would make sense for an MJF title match. Do you bring in? Do you have Sammy Guevara? Mm. Like, is that mm, no? It's not. It's not. Nothing speaking to me. And I'm also trying to look at the singles. I know that the win loss doesn't really matter as much in AW, but like, is there any what? standout record? What? Well, let me. Uh, I'm going to throw a name at you here in a second. But first, I'm going to confirm if I can throw this name at you. Okay. Is it, and by confirm, I mean I need to see. I I don't have any insight. Everyone knows this. I'm is not personal. Is, is it Wardlow? It's not Wardlow, but that's actually I don't know like how hot Wardlow is right now. Oh, All if right. you ask him, he's very hot. That's good. All right. Uh let me see if this man is wrestling on this show. I feel like he is, but maybe he's not. Um okay. He is not. So let me throw this throw this name at you. Okay. Uh there's no New Japan show. On this day, he is not wrestling on the New Japan show on October 9th. William Ospreay I thought you were and MJF. That's how I should be cool. We've uh, done that before. Um, yeah, okay, yes, but no. Because now you're starting to bring MJF into the, the Jericho mega story. And he's already intertwined with the Bang Bang Gang kingdom story. Where I think we're crossing a little too many streams at that point. Are you are you bringing him in to to that story, or again, are you just doing sort of like a little one off gimmick here? Don Callis comes out, he wants gold. Osprey is the guy who defeated Jericho, the guy who defeated Omega. Now he wants to go after MJF. It's sort of a one off, but also makes sense in that Will Osprey would want this uh this match here. And then that's it. Then maybe you go back to it a little bit later on with Callus and stuff. There's stuff you can do as a one-off. And I think the same thing with Swerve. There's stuff you can do as a one-off that makes sense that you can go back to. This is why I don't like the Jay White idea because it seems like there's a larger plan at work for that. And it seems like you should build that a little bit more instead of, hey, one-off and then let's toss it aside. Like they're they're trying to work on something there. Uh, so no, I would... I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe just because uh, I'm the one throwing it out there, uh, but you know, Will Ospreay. See, here's the thing. As a match, absolutely would love to see it. As a randomly tossed on an episode of Dynamite to make a big deal, I don't think I want that. Especially as, okay. as MJF is like, I'm beat up, I'm defending these titles, yada, yada, yada. Someone has to talk him into defending it if anything happens. That's why maybe not Swerve, but if you want to introduce Swerve into everything, Brian Cage. Brian Cage versus MJF for the world title. Brian, Brian Cage ain't big enough. I mean, he's he's swole, swole Varine, he's, but he's, like, he's very big. He he ain't the name 
there. It's got to be. But this is why it's an ensemble. Sorry to cut you off. This is why it's an ensemble cast environment that you have to take advantage of. It shouldn't necessarily be that the world title match is the only match you want to see. You should be trying to build that the entire card is worth sticking around for. We talk about the through thread of doing Cody and Dominic as the NXT Tuesday as next Tuesday's like big through thread with John Cena in the middle. We're trying to put together a show on AEW that is going to make people want to stick around. Claudio is another good, a, a good idea that you can toss out there. But again, why that's going to be the big question is how do we get there and why are we doing it? All right. Let me hear. Let me give you my honest, honest suggestion. Joel Pearl, not trolling. Definitely 1 million percent, not trolling. This is logical. And I will tell you why as well. And I will tell you why it makes sense. MJF, Brian Danielson, strap up the GOAT, baby. Get the belt on Danielson. I don't care about MJF anymore. Get the belt on the GOAT. Okay, so I know you're not being... Uh, I, I know you're not being facetious. I know you're not, you're not trying to be a memer because Brian's on a tear. He's 10-1. and one. He's doing a lot of really big moments and big stuff. We just... MJF brought up the February. fact. I know, but I'm just saying, like we 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 did it this calendar year. <laughs> so, it's overtime too. It's, it did. He's saying, you know, hardest hour and five minutes of my life. Yeah. Do we run that back? But the problem is, who's the heel? Danielson is whatever the hell he wants to be. So MJF's a scumbag. Who cares about the who's the heel nonsense? They did Danielson and MJF. They got to bring back the tunnels for you, Joel. I mean, they already have. They they basically have people coming this way and that way. So, once it cares who the heel is, I do. Great professional wrestlers. That's what it is. It's a guy who is winning a bunch of singles matches against MJF. Get the belt on the goat, Brian Danielson. Shytown Spurs says uh, Stylander versus Beth Copeland title Tuesday. Could do it. I don't feel like Beth Copeland is available. <laughs> I also don't think that that would do the things that people are expecting it to do. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, who's hot shotting? What are we hot shotting? Brian Danielson, MJF. Brian Danielson just winning the title. He should hold it forever. I ain't trying to hot shot this title. I'm trying to give this man the forever reign, Athena style. No, that's me. I'm the forever champ. Remember, we've wow. been through this. You don't defend it. I, I, I do defend it. I defend it every single week. On my Patreon. No, no, you don't. I do. Get the belt on Brian Danielson. That's all I care about. I don't hate it, but I got to get, you got to get me there. You got to, you got to, I'm saying what, where, how does it start? Where do we go? Or does it just get announced cold? Well, it starts with MJF comes out and is like, I've had a bunch of hard title reigns. And then the goat Brian Danielson comes out and says, Hey, fuck you. And then he slaps him. He's like, I beat you. Uh, did Danielson win the first fall on that? I don't um, remember. Yeah, let's just pretend he did. Uh, <laughs> Danielson comes out and says, I beat you in the first fall. I know I can beat you. And then MJF is like, you pushed me to my limit. You gave me the toughest match that I've ever had in, in wrestling in during this reign. You're on a run right now. You say this is your last year in the, in the business. You know, I want to give you this shot. Danielson or MJF is a nice guy, a scumbag, nice guy. Now he's like, I want to give you this shot. Let's do it next week. And they do it. And Danielson wins. And I don't care what MJF does after that. 
So what does Eddie Kingston do? Eddie Kingston does whatever he wants to. Sounds good. All right. I'm fine with that. Matt Taven told me that uh, he's got his in his back pocket a rematch for the Ring of Honor World Championship he never lost. So well, good for him. Maybe that's it. It's going to be Matt Taven and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> they do need to do something with, with Eddie on this show. I don't know what it's going to be. I uh, mean, but- it could be Ethan Page, but that's been playing out on weekly TV. So I don't know, like weekly Ring of Honor TV. So I don't know if that's what they want to do. Nah, I feel like though if they do any type of match with Eddie, it'll just be like cool Eddie Kingston match. It'll be Eddie Kingston versus Kojima. Po- honestly, possibly. Like, I it, it's not like the super big match or anything, but you know, like it's probably something Eddie would would like. What's uh What's Nagata doing? Can they bring him in? I was about to ask, what's Tomohiro Ishii up to? Yeah. yeah. Have we done uh, Ishii versus Kingston one-on-one in, in AEW? In AEW? Yeah, I think so. They did They did the match at G1. I feel like they did one. They, uh, yeah, they did all that zero hour. That was, oh, that was the yeah. match where Eddie got on the mic afterwards and just went, damn. He's like, don't cut me off. Yeah, that was that match. Eddie rules. <laughs> oh, that was such a great match. Okay, so they've done that one. Uh, but it's been, it's been a year. We can do it again. Let's run it back. Ishii versus uh, Eddie. <laughs> I pitched uh by by the way, Mark, I, I pitched MJF and Orange Cat and Corey says it. MJF and I pitched this to Tony Khan directly. Hmm. I said, Tony, book this. And I said, book Danielson Omega 2 as well. So if either of those matches get booked, I'm taking full on credit for it. Man, that our Wednesday. We're just gonna run around like chickens with our heads cut off, taking those. Well, I mean, I'll take credit on for it on Friday because uh, if they book that match, they're announcing either one of those tonight. That's fair, but then we oh, there's so many victory laps. We're gonna be really, really tired taking all those no, victory laps. I don't get tired, Joel. I don't get tired. You just get burnt out. <laughs> I'm exhausted, not tired. Yeah, that's right. Eddie versus Santana actually is a really good shout. Um, I, again, I, I want to see Shibata and Santana. I want to see I want to see Santana do another pure rules match. That's what I want in my life. Daniel Garcia, get my guy Danny Garcia on the show. Yeah, he he hasn't challenged for the pure rules title in a month. I don't want him a pure rules title. Just book him. Just have him dancing. And you know what'll pop the numbers? Dance off, dance off between DG and Ricky Starks. Well, no, Nana, Prince Nana, <laughs> Danny Garcia, dance off. Then it's a that's, that's what's popping the numbers right there. That's what the people want to see. Actually, got to give the people what they want. I think you have to do the balloons for, or was it the balloons? Yeah, you got to. Uh, oh balloons. yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold. On. You got to give the people what they want. There we go. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, maybe it was actually the 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 fireworks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're, we're ah, the balloons. The the balloons is the bit. Everything else is just, you know, the balloons is the staple, the original here. That's true. The balloons really did get us over. Uh, by the way, speaking of getting over, Shaq's going to join us in 10 minutes. No, not that Shaq. Shaq Majuri from CBS. Should we Sports. interview him like he's Shaquille O'Neal? We should, actually. I think that'd be very I'm going to do that. <laughs> Nobody clue in Shaq. I assume he's not watching this show. I'm going to ask him. God, he's not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him who was easier to play with. This is going to be my first question. To Shaq, who'd you get along with better? Who is easier to play with, Kobe Bryant or Dwayne Wade? And I want to see what he says. Should I uh, introduce him as Shaq or should I introduce him as Shaq? Missouri? 
No, no. I introduce him. Introduce him as like, Sha- like, yeah, four-time NBA champion. Do you have like the stats and everything? No. Pull up the basketball give me, reference. Give me, give me the four-time NBA champion. Yeah, just, just go, go to, um, go to, go to Shaquille O'Neal basketball reference page, and all the accolades are listed up top there. Just introduce him with all these accolades, and this is how we're going to interview Shaq. We're going to interview him as Shaquille O'Neal. I just see like how confused he is to to start here. Oh no! I'm sure someone's done this with him. I don't think. How many people like talk to? Oh yeah, ask him what it was like a, a team with Jade. That's good. That's good. <laughs> how many people like talk to Shaq about like himself and stuff? I don't feel like he does like this type of stuff. There aren't that many shows like this out there. So, thank God. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I think I got the ones that I want. Here we go. Okay, We're, this is nobody clue. Nobody clue Shaq in. Okay. But then do I introduce him as his full as his full first or his full name? No, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with this bit until <laughs> like the crowd. The, the chat is loving this. They got so many questions for Shaq. <laughs> I'm very excited. So Shaq's gonna join us in about ten minutes' time. So uh, I guess get your questions in. <laughs> you donate a super chat. We will absolutely ask the question. By the way. <laughs> No, we're just going to go with this. Who cares about talking about Edge and the interview he did with Edge? Who cares about that? Our show is so stupid. We're going to ask him about blue chips? Yeah, Um, I love it. Our show is so stupid. (laughs) Get your questions in for Shaq, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. I don't think we're seeing uh, Mercedes Monet in in AEW next week by the way i i think if they could they'd probably love to have her uh just debut next week but i don't think we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see that yeah i agree with you if if the earliest i think we could see her maybe is uh is full gear in la which would be nice you know but again there's there's lots of time and she's still got to get better yeah she's she's got to I don't know what her injury status is. Yeah, her injury. I mean, she doesn't need to get better as a wrestler. She's very, very good. I meant she has to get better as in recuperate from her injury. Yeah, yeah. And again, I don't know what her status is with that. Do you think she'd team up with Shaq? Or Mercedes Monet would 100% team up with Shaq. That's that's a height discrepancy that I need to see. It's like 5'2 and 7'2. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I would love that. Yeah, she'd team up with with uh, with her though, or with him. By the way, there's someone in the chat saying, you know, uh, I I feel like she'll stay in New Japan and do pay, paid appearances with AEW. I kind of feel that, and I kind of agree with that idea that Mercedes Monet sticks around, does New Japan stuff um, exclusively as contracted, and then works AEW as part of like her agreement that she does one offs. Her doing the All Elite thing, I don't know, man. That show me that your women's division is is doing the things and if you know and maybe i would care more maybe i would put more stock into the idea because you can't keep bringing in women and saying the change is here the change is here and then the change doesn't come it's not like the british are coming yeah (laughs) the change is here ring the bell the change is here the change is here here comes soraya here comes ruby here comes mercedes the change is here the change is here (laughs) yeah you want to you want to change the women division you put birthday girl emmy sakura in the main event of every show. How? I know Emmy got the match against Statlander, but like, 
her and Soraya were maybe kind of sort of building a social media feud that everyone knew was not going to go anywhere. And then it went nowhere. That was so off-putting. So off-putting. No, that's pretty much as expected these days, unfortunately. It was it was just it was, it was kind of sad. I was like, why are we doing that? Again, I assume they were both clued in of like the, the shots they were taking at each other. I was like, okay, cool. But like, what is the purpose of this? It ain't going anywhere. Because Emmy probably ain't going to be on TV. Again, she got the match against Statlander, lost. She ain't going to challenge for the title anytime soon. So we're just like doing this stuff to just be mean on social media. Like, all right. Well, you like, see- it was mean shots too. It wasn't like, you know, there's some playful stuff, but like, well, you know, no, it's- Jeremy, here's the thing. You don't understand that these marks, they're all a bunch of marks and I'm a heel on the internet. So everyone, and why did I just go into like a, I went into a South African accent, but anyway, she, she's a heel, Jeremy, she's a heel and heels are assholes. So I, I, she's a heel and therefore she can say whatever she wants because get this. She's a heel. Like I, I know they were they were ribbing each other. I understood they were both in on it. Um, I don't know, it was just just kind of off putting to me. That's all because you it wasn't going to lead to anything. It just wasn't going to lead to anything. Like if you're going to do like social media like shots, the way they were doing it. If you want to do one off jokes, fine, have fun, do that all day. But like the way they were doing it, it made it made you feel like they were building something to it because they were really going back and forth at each other, and it just it was nothing. Yeah, yeah, just give me the match. Put yeah. it on dark. I don't care. And that's the thing. Like, put it, yeah, put it on dark, put it wherever. And like why Solovo was like, this is over the Wembley entrance. And that's that's what it was. It was that Soraya got the Queen Wembley entrance, and Emmy was upset about A not being on the card and B Soraya doing that entrance. And then Soraya was like, Well, I'm better than you. And everyone's like, Are you though? But here we are. Like they just went back and forth and it went nowhere. So put it on, yeah, put it on Rampage this yeah. week or something. I don't care. Just Birthday girl Emmy Sakura versus Soraya this Friday on Rampage. Happy birthday, if, Emmy. If all AEW fans are so perpetually online, as is it's claimed, then why aren't we doing um aren't we doing this? Why is it nice when MJF does heel stuff on social, but bad when Soraya? I don't care that she does it. MJF isn't starting feuds with people like Soraya was. MJF is just making one-off comments at everybody. They were beefing with each other. I have no problem if Soraya wants to play a heel. John Silver was doing this too. If they if they just want to play a heel on Twitter, play a heel on Twitter. But if you're going to go full bore and like trying to build up a match and a feud on social media, deliver on it. If you just want to do a one-off comment, fine. Do a one-off comment. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Cyclops Better Than Logan is uh, sending us some some bits over on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, where we are still very active, I promise. Mercedes Monet left WWE because she didn't like how the women were booked. So why would she go to a federation that books women worse? That's hustling backwards, LOL. Hey, man, wherever you get the money, that's where you hustle. So uh, that's where it is. I do want to address this before uh, our guests join us as well. Uh, serious question to, to Joel, Jeremy. Uh, how would you want TK to take the women's division seriously, step-by-step step to the point where the division is taken seriously? We did this a few weeks ago, we maybe did. like a month ago at this point. And basically, we're not going to rehash all of that. Basically, you identify five women that you can tell stories with, that you can really get behind, that you can really push, and you make them the focal point. You, you get five or six women. We, we even picked the, the women we would choose. You get five or six women and you just really highlight them week to week and, and you go from there. 
AI bot a shock. You should know this. You were here for that. <laughs> so yes. what are you talking about? Anyway, uh, if, if our guest is ready, he can give us a thumb, thumbs up. All right, let's get to it. Folks, very excited to welcome a very special guest here from CBS Sports, four-time NBA champion, 15-time NBA All-Star. He's from TNT. He's from TNT, not CBS Sports. Oh, I was told CBS Sports. 1992-1993, rookie of the year and three-time finals MVP. The one, the only, has a pizza ready for you. Shaq is joining us now. And chicken these days. Chicken and everything. And Icy bang. hot. Icy yeah. hot. He got, yeah. he got punched by a UFC champion the other day. Shout out to 115 pound champion Zhang Wei Li. How did that feel when you got punched by that champion? You know, uh, actually, that was good because um, I did get punched by a low ranked UFC women's contender back in the day. And while my father is probably a little outdated with the whole, you know, man versus woman situation. Uh, I got my ass kicked, and it's on GoPro. So if you want to see firsthand footage of what it's like to get whipped by a UFC fighter, I can uh, I can provide that to you. Shaq, there, there's big news in the world of wrestling with Jade Cargill coming to, to WWE. That's official. What was it like teaming with Jade in her first match in AEW against Cody and Red Velvet? So uh, I am desperately on the look for this information and I have a contact. I just haven't exercised it yet. What I really want to know from myself, that's what you're alluding to, is uh, is it true that QT Marshall like really downplayed how much that table spot is going to hurt? Because apparently what I was told from QT directly is that, uh, oh, it's it's like it's padded. You'll be fine. It's not going to hurt at all. So that's what I really want some clarification on. It feels like you're pretty hurt. We haven't seen you. You got taken off in the ambulance and then you just, you're working TNT and everything. So, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll pivot here. Um, I used to co-host a podcast, the UFC fighter named Cajun Johnson. And he came to me once with this idea. He's like, I got this, I've got this uh, new business idea that I think is going to revolutionize things. I can make a lot of money. I'm like, all right, Cajun, shoot. He says, you know, when you're sitting down on a public toilet and you're uh dang-a-lang hits the water well me being Shaq, obviously i can relate to that sensation that's right of course so his idea was that you get it's like a portable bowl that you clip on the inside of any public toilet to sort of hold everything in place for you joel jeremy is it safe to say that you guys are in need of this surface as much as Shaq over here is yes i feel like they have this though do they not <laughs> that. i feel like this has been made I just I hang it around over the shoulder, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, very important question for you: What was Nick Nolte like on the set of Blue Chips? If I knew who that was, I would tell you. But I'm far too famous to care about things like that. Who talked? You worked with him. Blue Chips. How do you not have memories of Blue Chips? I do. I do a lot of things. I just I was just in a rap song. I actually did really well. I, I got. You guys see that better, one? I can't. Coyote. Better I teammate. Better teammate. Kobe or Dwayne Wade? Oh, Kobe's that. Okay, well, 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 I gotta be careful with what I say. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe's a legend, man. <laughs> Any memories of being with the Orlando Magic? I don't know what that is. I'm too busy selling fried chicken and doing rap songs for rappers no one's ever heard of. Where would you put Penny Hardaway on your list of teammates? I'm pretty hard all the time. Your thoughts on Jimmy Butler's hairstyle? 
the hair is overrated. That, you are a bald checks. man. That you're is. a bald man, so that checks out. What's it like working with Charles Barkley every single week? It's almost as bad as you guys as you guys working with Sean Ross Sapp. Oh, that's a that's yeah. That's wow, relatable. Holy crap. Why does Papa John suck, Shaq? Can you actually get better ingredients? The the secret to all fast food delivery pizza is you just got to order extra sauce or something like roasted tomatoes on top because it's just dry as balls. Okay, hold on. So, Shaq, I'm a Canadian. I haven't had a shakaroni pizza. What's the difference between a regular pizza and a shakaroni pizza? So, like everything else, it's just extra meat. The Shaq special, man. Have you ever thought about hitting Charles Barkley on set? Yeah. I, I don't even have to, you know, I can just reach across the room, just, you know, unzip, hurl it. Kind of like Scorpion and Mortal Kombat. Do you ever feel bad bringing up, like, how many rings you have compared to him? You're kind of mean. You're kind of bullying Barkley every week. Well, you know, sucks to suck. Will you ever do Kazam 2? You know what? There's this guy I've heard of, Shaquille Mahjoudi, great, great combat sports journalist. That movie was like intrinsically tied to his childhood. So maybe for him, I'll do a second one. What are your thoughts on the upcoming season? The, the season's about to tip off soon. Who do you have as the favorite, Shaq? So uh, I have been watching The Bear. I don't know when season three is coming out, but man, Carmi needs some help because uh, he let a good thing go there. And everything, everyone's doing so well except him. That family's got a lot of mental health issues. Speak to someone, guys. Mental, you know, self-care is the best care. Okay, let's actually talk about The Bear. I did not know that Shaq was such a big fan of The Bear. Uh, Who is your favorite character? Oh, man. Uh, So we've just been binging all of it over the last, like, couple weeks. Um... I gotta say, I love a good redemption story. Richie's really had a nice glow up, so shout out to Richie. It's nice. He's he's still got a bit of that, you know, sting in him. You saw in the season two finale, but he's really trying, man. Listen, I get it. It's hard to not be a loser sometimes, and he was a loser longer than most. So to see him like really do some work on the inside and figure out what makes him happy and what brings him confidence is really nice to see. Also, I mean, shout out to my fellow Canadian fact. That was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Rich is trying to do well for his kid as well. He's doing great. Like, he's... he's doing it's just so here's the thing, right? Like when people are that stubborn and confrontational and like non-committal for at some like when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, when you're a young adult, you get like a pass for trying to figure things out. And I'm very guilty of not giving people the benefit of the doubt after they reach a certain point in life where it's like, if you're going to be a piece of shit, I guess you're always just going to be a piece of shit. And it's not my responsibility to like handhold people through life, but I'm always so happy for people who finally like take that step to make the better make better decisions for themselves especially when it's late in life because it's hard once you start sort of like into once those like pillars become very sturdy in your life of like bad decisions and bad habits so i i love a late life glow up so shout out to richie do you actually use general insurance no i i steal i steal my wife's uh, that's probably the way to go. Uh, hey, what was it like tossing that fastball? Um, Look good in the hat, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. Never watched baseball day in my life. Huh. It's, a, it's a fun spectator sport in person, but it's a little eh, on TV. 
Who do you think is going to win the World Series? If I could name a team other than the Chicago Cubs, I would. Well, you could pick the Cubs. I don't Let's think do they're it. in the playoffs, but you know, you could you could pick them. Do you want to play who he play for, Shaq? Don't know what that is. All right, so who he play for? I'm going to give you the NBA player, and you got to tell me which team oh, he fuck. plays for. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, let's give it a try. Are you ready? Gabe Vincent, who he play for? Well, Vincent Carter once played for the Toronto Raptors, so I'm just going to go with that. No, it is the Los Angeles Lakers. He signed with the Los Angeles Lakers, Shaq. All okay. right, that's who Gabe Vincent plays for cam reddish who he play for utah jazz i got like a 152 no. chance here right no it is the los angeles lakers Shaq, gonna... he plays for the los angeles oh my god now lakers. the question is is he gonna try to throw a three-peat at me or not right now torian prince who he play for okay yeah i'm either gonna you're, you're trying to take me one of two ways on this. Either it's obviously the LA Lakers again or it's not. So I'm going to try and split the difference and go with the Los Angeles Clippers. You were close, Shaq. It is the Los Angeles Lakers. Torian Prince plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. You should keep up better with your old yeah. team. Yeah, well, you know, I'm busy making money, selling pizzas and fried chicken. So. Shaq, do you have anything to promote? I mean, I know you have a lot of things to promote. Uh, yeah, man. If you guys like MMA content, Shaq MMA is the place to be. Um, have my copyright strikes potentially killed the algorithm? Uh, it seems so, but you know, that'll bounce back in a few months. So that's why I need your support. Interviews with UFC fighters every week, usually like the fight light, fight night headliners, the pay per view headliners and co main events, lots of like off the cuff stuff there. Shaq Wrestling, it's uh, it's been trudging along slowly, but but I'm happy to say there's still. An hour for it to fall apart, but there should be an interview with LA Knight over at Shaq Wrestling today ahead of Fastlane. Uh, if you haven't seen, I interviewed Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge. You can see the written work on CBSSports.com. That's what I was lured in here with the premise of talking about before I had to take on, I had to cosplay as a man twice my size and probably like six inches long. But yeah, that's it. Shaq Wrestling, Shaq MMA, CBS Sports. Jeremy, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm glad you're venturing out from the icy hots, from the general insurance. I feel like you sell the pens as well from Papa John's, from everything that Shaq sells and getting into MMA and wrestling. That's yes. that's good on you. That's well, actually, you, Shaq. Shaq already has. I already have dabbled in MMA and wrestling. So, hey, Shaq, what was it like being here. at Bash at the Beach with uh, cornering Hulk Hogan against Ric Flair? What was it like cornering Hulk Hogan against Rick? I mean, you know, considering some of Hulk Hogan's comments later in life, I probably should have sided with Ric Flair on that one. That's but. that's fair. How come we never got the one-on-one match between you and Paul White? You, it was teased forever, and then it just never happened. Gotta ask him. Chris Clearly, Jericho. I don't have enough going on. You've done you've done some work with Chris Jericho. You know, Kansas what was it like finals. being around being around him and working with him? I'm more interested what it was like for Chris Jericho being in the Terrifier because I recently saw those movies and uh, yeah, that's whose acting is better, yours or Chris Jericho's? I flee the fifth on that one because I'd like to keep interviewing them both. (laughs) 
Don't okay. sell yourself short. You were great in Kazam. That's one of the best movies. Yeah, Kazam, Kazam is sick. <laughs> we should have Kazam versus Captain chips. Insano, actually. Yeah. You don't remember blue chips at all, so nope. that was a good performance. No blue chips, no blue chew, man. <laughs> well, they don't sponsor this channel, so it doesn't matter. I, I assume they sponsor Shaq. I mean, <laughs> how many of those do you think it, we should ask him? How many of those does it take to actually get you? Hmm? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Joel, you were saying something? Jeremy, I feel like we should actually do this for real now. Why? We are. You know, you told me 20 minutes, and uh, we basically we got four minutes left. We, we, we said we were promoting Shaq, and we got Shaq, and we're talking to Shaq. We're asking very hard-hitting questions here. If you want to ask him something that is not Shaq-related and off-topic, go ahead, Joel Burrow. You started a really, um, a really big conversation about aggregation in in interviewing. Yeah, the real Shaq we're talking about. Uh, you, you Shaq. Um, first of all, I want I do I will want to get your thoughts about the the interview with Adam Copeland, but uh, I want to get your thoughts first and foremost about the concept of how aggregation has changed the game uh, in relation to this interview you did with Adam Copeland. Yes. Yeah, so uh, listen, I have sort of taken on a philosophy of I'm going to be on the internet as little as possible outside of work hours. Um, and shout out to guys like Sean and C and Bill Apter who like continue to sort of champion guys like me and all the other people who do great work in this industry. Is it a shame that uh, people aren't appropriately sourced and credited and uh, there's this sort of cannibalistic nature of like i'm just gonna repurpose your stuff for my own tweet yes am i gonna be the one sort of screaming my head off about it no one because i don't think i'm gonna make much of a dent in that i don't think anyone is like if so long as social media platforms don't um hammer down on this stuff and it doesn't behoove them to do so because that will probably just ultimately drive less engagement nothing's gonna change i try to just do the work that fulfills me, be a good team player, move on with my day. Also, I'd be a little bit of a hypocrite because I'm definitely one of those guys who like, I only do it if it's already copyrighted material. But if like someone like tweets out a clip from like a WWE spot that WWE didn't publish themselves, I will totally just like strip the code and tweet it as my own. It's not even really theirs to begin with. So I just... It'd be a little self-indulgent for me to stand here. I do source people. I do generally retweet stuff that's original reporting. But I'm not perfect, so I'm not going to sit here and uh, toot my own horn too much. But I will say this has been an interesting experience, obviously. Uh, I had the privilege of being one of the first people to talk to Adam after the AEW debut in a long form. He was super forthcoming. It was really great. I'm very grateful for that. Um I'm mostly just happy to see that people are enjoying the work and that people have insight. And I got to be a part of telling that story. Uh, I will say there is one Twitter account, Wrestle Features. I am going to out them because they do the whole thing where they just like quote you and then they just put in parentheses the publication. They specifically replied to one of my tweets asking for more quotes so that they could tweet them with that. I mean, I almost appreciate the ballsiness. And I don't really care, but I did think that was hilarious. Like, talk about talk about shitting where you're eating, man. 
that was uh that was funny yeah i'm looking at that right now <laughs> you 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 handled it very well so good on you for that i don't yeah like i said i don't really care man um i'm you know i have a thing i started doing now like primarily i do mostly ufc interviews um i'm always championing more pro wrestling content you guys know what it's like um yeah. People are either kind of all in or all out on pro wrestling. So sometimes it's a difficult fight to battle. Um, and while MMA is sort of the breadwinner for me, I have all my old action figures sitting here in the office. And it is a bit of a trip anytime I get to interview someone and then go and sift through that and find one of their action figures. So I'm just like a big kid when it comes to this stuff. And I'm I'm not too worried about it. But I am very grateful that there's people like Sean who have the energy and see and who want to sort of highlight people who put in the work i'm afraid to throw to jeremy throw throw man we've i've wrapped i'm done to, you want to play another game of who he played for oh, no. <laughs> i was gonna let you ask about non non-basketball non-shack questions let, let Shaq talk about the the things outside of the world of Shaq, joel if you have another minute Shaq, do you have yeah, yeah no 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 i'm good i'm good for like another 15 minutes okay Oh, that's that's a problem. Jeremy's just gonna sit there and do nothing for fifteen minutes. When you dunk on a man and rub your <laughs> dick in their face, how does that feel? This is the round. The bigger table. issue is stepping on it. <laughs> this is the round table all over again. Anyway, going back to the Adam Copeland interview, a lot of a lot of stuff has been said about the way Adam kind of handles interviews and the way that he keeps kayfabe but also doesn't give you the full answer when you got it out of him about a retirement being a very real option coming out of wwe and then also the quote about being a, sa- a very safe bet that AEW was his last full run kind of where was where was your mind at when he started talking about retirement and the possibility of moving on well it's interesting because you'll see people still sort of dissecting that and wondering how truthful he's being like people aren't convinced that that timeline really adds up that he only really started talking to aew nine or ten days out how honest he wants to be is up to him and i don't see there being a lot of value in me sitting here doubting him or trying to dissect i don't want to say semantics but ultimately the resolution is the same right he had his last match in wwe he is now in aew i do imagine in part he probably was talking more with guys like Christian and FTR who were probably kind of serving as middlemen, letting Tony know like, Hey, we're talking to Adam. He's interested. And I wouldn't be surprised if like the official talks really did begin whenever he was sort of contractually free of his WWE obligations. I haven't seen a ton of Adam's other interviews. I was warned that he's very polished I don't know why he was so much more natural when we talked. I wish there was video. Uh, it might have been actually that we were just on the phone. He was in a Starbucks. He he asked very politely mid-interview if he could uh, take a break to order a PSL. Uh, <laughs> my wife's like, did you roast him? I'm like, I, I let him know that it's the same thing you would order, but that was about the extent of it. Um, so I don't know. It, it might have been the circumstances. It might have been the fact that he is an AEW now and um, for better or for worse, there doesn't seem to be as much rigidness in sort of maintaining sort of trade secrets. Like we see a lot of guys sort of express the freedom to say what they want and do what they want AEW. So maybe it has something to do with that, but I'm sure in part 
there is a sense of relief and a sense of enthusiasm. Like you saw him at the press conference. I told him when we started talking, like you look like a big kid up there. You were just so happy to have made that debut. And I think he's looking forward to just being able to be enthusiastic and honest and open and be free of some of like the creative restraints that he was feeling in WWE that he attributed in part, yes, to creative, but also like you didn't know what else to do there. What was your feeling just as a fan when you saw that that Adam had uh, shown up in AEW and it was happening? I, I was very thrilled. Um, I don't know how much of this like pro wrestling tribalism is just sort of an act. I always wonder what percentage of people online would act the same way in a day-to-day interaction with somebody, right? So for me, and I saw these tweets doing really good traffic online from all the aggregation, the stuff about like his kids telling him to go to be with Uncle Jay and him wanting to finish his career out with his best friend of 40. I mean, listen, they're both turning 50 in the next two months. They have been best friends for like 80% of their life. How anyone can be upset at someone wanting to go and sort of finish telling their story with one of the most important people in their life is beyond me. Um, And I hope that once sort of the impulse reactions of, oh, I'm a WWE fan, oh, my WWE legacy, once those kind of fizzle away, I hope people can see how special and how... relatable in a way it is to be put in a really unusual and fortuitous situation to be able to spend these last few years with the people you love most like i don't know how anyone can hate that and uh, i'm genuinely really happy for him and also man uh, i just want to know how hard it was for christian to not crack a smile when edge made his entrance right um and beyond that I feel like AEW programming is kind of finding its footing these last several months. I don't know that this is going to be a long-term boost for the company, but I'm hoping that there's a bit of a ratings bump these next few weeks that will show maybe some lapsed AEW fans or WWE fans. Like there is a consistent product here. They are telling good stories. This is the time I think to get some more eyes on the program again. Well, first of all, long-term friendships and, and and wrestling fans that doesn't really work so that's probably where a lot of those feelings are coming from uh, but also uh here, here's the real the real question who finishes the story first adam and jay or cody rhodes adam and jay or cody rhodes oh god i mean it has to be cody like th- I cannot imagine them extending this for another full year. I don't know how Dwayne coming back to WWE is going to sort of play a role in how WrestleMania shapes up, but fuck, man, like, I already feel like Cody's sort of, I don't want to say stagnating, but he's in this holding pattern right now because everyone, no matter how good the storylines are, because everyone's just waiting, anticipating that the Roman Reigns thing is going to happen again. So, I can't imagine they hold off. I, it'd be such a shame. I mean, if you have Roman headline WrestleMania two nights to back, two nights back to back, do it. But I think it'd be a real disservice to Cody if they don't wrap this up because it feels like no one can really move on or move forward or enjoy what he's doing because 
it all feels like a placeholder for what's supposed to come and what maybe should have already happened. Jeremy, do you have an actual question now? Dennis Schroeder, who he played for? LA Lakers. Toronto Raptors. Shaq, he was on the Lakers last season. He is on the Toronto Raptors uh, this fuck season. Me. Fuck me. I have to stop throwing to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm making it very clear that I'm like exclusively a combat sports fan right now. <laughs> it's okay. I, I barely watch hockey and I am a Canadian. So here we are. Uh, Shout out. Anyway. Shaq, thanks for joining us. I was not familiar with your with your game. You are very you are very knowledgeable in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. So we appreciate you. Thank you. You can go ahead and plug your insurance and your icy hot and inside the yes. NBA, which will be returning as the new season begins. Go ahead and plug everything that you're doing again, Shaq. Yes. Well, uh, the only thing you can hide in the weeds is my massive peen, but. If you want to check out something that's more PG-13, please, Shaq Wrestling, S-H-A-K, will have an interview, hopefully, today up with L.A. Knight. Um, you could, there's a nice thing about wrestling stuff. A lot of it doesn't age out. Go watch me talk to The Undertaker, Malachi Black talking about growing up in a cult. There's a lot of really good stuff there. Also, Shaq MMA. That's sort of the breadwinner if you like MMA content. Every week, we got interviews with UFC fighters. We have them, like re-rank and restructure their divisions lots of fun stuff there written work cbs sports go check out the adam copeland interview people seem to like it that's always a great feeling joel thank you jeremy will you do a shack fu sequel game damn it i should i definitely should i think so are you are you regretting having us on your round table a year ago and possibly running it back this year uh well possibly running it back this year is definitely misinformation i don't know that that was those are your words not mine Joel's was, trying to get uh, that was a shared delaware moment that was I, a pearl moment yeah let's, oh yeah sorry fightful round shout out to ace shock fightful round table every month we get um some of the best people in the industry if i'm really scrambling we get these two losers and yeah. there. <laughs> um but... that was your best episode shack let's not Let's not beat around the bush. Legitimately, Jeremy, um, you bring the sort of energy that no amount of caffeine or ADHD medication seems to draw from inside of me. So I actually love having you there, Joel. This is a great contrast. Jeremy needs you in more ways than he probably <laughs> expressed. Uh, so yeah, Shaq Wrestling, Shaq MMA, CBS Sports. You can follow me at Twitter on Shaq Fu. Go check out the Adam Copeland interview, guys. Shaq, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Go win right. a championship. Appreciate you guys. Take Be care. nice to Charles Barkley. <laughs> no, no. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to leave. <laughs> what did you do? Shaq. We spoke with Shaq. He's got to brush up on his NBA, NBA knowledge uh, before the season starts. He doesn't realize how many people switch teams. Uh, clearly not, and how many wind up on the Lakers, apparently. <laughs> I hate it here sometimes. What? What did you do? He was getting so annoyed. I'm looking forward to the DM that he sends you being like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> we we interviewed Jack. That's a difference between me and you. Joel Pearl, I commit. You got to commit 
to these things. You, and which is why you're one of the reasons you're the host of the show, are professional. Yep. I am not. Not in this situation. I can be professional. This show, this show with our friends and, you know, depending on which wrestler we have, commit. Commitment, everybody. I think I'm just going to retire after AEW. Probably. I assume so. I mean, I don't know. We don't know how long the contract is for, right? He hasn't said that anywhere. Um, he was saying, and look, maybe he was working people of like, I don't know if I got a year left in me type of thing. I think he's going to have a run with AEW. I think he might go back to WWE and do more one-off stuff and, and things like that. Cause I think he's always welcome there. Um, but yeah, I think this is, this is it full time for him. I do. I think the year left in me comment was more specifically putting up with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a dig at WWE as much as it is just he said it himself creatively he felt like he had accomplished everything he wanted to and there wasn't much else for him in WWE that at least was being presented that made sense for him so maybe that that's what he was talking about when he said those words or maybe he was just trying to tell us like I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go home and wait for my phone call I don't think he I truly don't think he had anything left in WWE could they have done stuff yes but what he's done stuff with Roman. He wasn't going to win the title. He's done stuff with Seth. Maybe they could have, he could have won that title, but does anybody like really want to see that? Um, what else? They tried to do the judgment day and it became a bigger deal without him. I don't know what else they were going to do with him. He could have worked with younger people. I think maybe a Cody program would have done something, but I don't know if he could have been heel. He would have been heel. If you get it, because they tried to do heel with the judgment day and it just never, it never caught on. It never caught on. I I think one of the reasons it never caught on is because people like, people like him, especially the story coming back from the injury and everything. Like it's just, he's a tough guy to boo in that scenario. And I think that's why you're not going to be able to to boo him to start with AEW. Maybe if he becomes a dick enough with Christian, they can start to turn it. Um, But it's tough to, it's tough to boo him in that WWE environment like that. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't think he could have done it. It's good for all parties. It's good for all parties that he gets to go be with his friend Christian, which he clearly, that's what he wanted. Right. I think that was going to be the deciding factor regardless is he wanted to go work with Christian. Yeah. He gets and, and, to go do. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he gets to go do that. And WWE doesn't have to worry about bringing him in for whatever one-off kind of kind of matches and they gave him a great send-off by the way tony talked about the send-off they gave jade and stuff like and and look this is no knock on tony they did do very right by jade wwe did very right by edge 25 years gave him a lot of moments let him work with waller let him get the match against sheamus that he wanted victories on the way out as well. Maybe they thought he might stick around. So like, Hey, let's treat him well. So he sticks around. But I think they kind of knew that it wasn't going to happen either, but they didn't bury him on the way out or anything like that. They'd always put, and we didn't talk about this too much on on Monday. We can get into it a little bit now. I know we're running, running low on time, Um, but they'd always treated edge as this huge deal. There are very few people over the last 25 years and if you want to throw in like attitude era people sure let's go with basically since he became rated r superstar 
there are very few people they've put on this pedestal like Edge. There's Cena, there's Orton. Anyone else? Like Edge was always presented as like a face of the company. And I don't think that always translated when it came to like metrics and whatnot. My I Edge was I was never an Edge guy. So I'm I, I know I'm personally like not he's not for me. But I cannot deny it was clear on television of how big of a deal they always just presented Edge and made it out to be like, hey, this is this was this was an industry leader in the in the company. Well, these are your ruthless aggression or post attitude era uh, needle movers. These are yeah. these were your guys, right? Before that, it was Austin and The Rock. Um, to a lesser extent, you can argue Undertaker, and then. Before that, you would have been looking at Hogan. You would have been looking at Warrior and Savage again, to a to a bit of a lesser extent. But again, that that was just that's how they that's how they did it. And so that was the last big three that they've set up. Now, arguably, it's Roman. And not arguably, it is. Oh, it's true. It is Roman. But it took some time to get there. They wanted to. Be, now it's believable that people are going to accept Roman as one of them. Seth as being another. Um, if Ambrose, if Moxley was still there, he would also be there. But instead, you know, he's an AW. But yeah, you're right. Edge, Edge, Orton, and Cena, those were the top three from, from their era. Yeah, so him jumping over is like a, a pretty big deal on all of that because he was not a guy that WWE treated as almost less than. We, you know, we know all the, the company sells, the name sells, and it does. Let's be honest about things. It does. But Edge was always a guy that was positioned as like he's on he's on brand with the brand, and he's gone. The, most of these other guys haven't done that. Even Jericho, Jericho is the biggest get in AEW history. I'm I'm. It's very tough for me to dispute that. Even bigger than, than Moxley and everything, because Jericho made it okay for everyone else. Jericho is never put on the pedestal. That they uh, by WWE, by WWE, by their television program, by their online presence, all this stuff. He was never put on the pedestal that Edge was put on. Yeah, I, I'm nothing. I do not disagree with you at all. Jericho is this weird transient wrestler, just because he was never the top guy anywhere he went, but he was always a factor. Right, ECW, he was a factor in a, in a to his scale. WCW, he built himself up into making a feud out of nothing with Goldberg, and then going to the WWF at the time. And of course, they did the you know they did the Triple H match, the the state um, what's the word the, the State Farm, not State Farm, uh, Penn State. The, the the they did the match against Triple H where they tried to switch. So they did the fake switch of the title, and then oh, Hebner yeah. had to come back and switch. But that was in. Uh, State College, that's where it was. Anyway, they, they did that one. That was a big deal. And and then, of course, he wins the uh, the Undisputed Championship of Vengeance, and he never lives it down. He has to eat pizza off the floor at a hotel room or whatever the story was in his book. Jericho is that guy who's always been – He's you know what? Here's a, here's a good one. Like Moxley and Orange Cassidy to AEW, big stars who are consistent, Jericho was very much like that in the WWE. That was that – was, Jericho was – always consistent even when he took time off he would always come back and continue that consistent run of of good 
uh, of good content, good quality storytelling, whatever it would be. That's Jericho. So him moving to AEW was a big get for multiple reasons. One, he comes with uh, with cachet. He comes with a big, big history of being a big uh, draw in companies. And also he came with this ability to hype and PR speak everything. His platform is more massive than I think a lot of people realize uh, and, you know, love it or hate it. The guy knows how to talk his way around things and, and into things. So, yeah, Jericho is is, is undeniably the, the biggest get for AEW from the get-go, no less. So, yeah. And I think Edge, one thing with him is, like, he never left WWE. I think that's why they put him on the pedestal. Not only did he never leave, like, Jericho didn't leave until he left, but Jericho came from ECW, came from WCW type of thing. Edge was from the start, like, a w- yeah, he had the independent stuff, but, like, he was a WWE guy. And so they just continue to put him on that pedestal. That's why you, he was there with Cena because Cena was a WWE from the start guy. Randy Orton from the start, one of those guys. So Edge was on that pedestal and and like him going is a big deal. I I have my own feelings about it. I'm excited for him in, in AEW. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for all the fans. Like I'm not going to downplay that this, this is a pretty big deal. And I'm looking forward to everything that he just kind of does. And the company can't wait for him to win the title next week as they combat NXT in the ratings. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Tony Khan inviting uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift to the show. Boy, if he does that, they should just throw it out there. He should just throw it out there on Dynamite tonight. I'm going to be absurd with the with the articles. Absurd. I, I see Corey Graves and Wade Barrett taking these shots by the way, of course. I see them. They're trying to get the get the internet talking. I ain't falling for their bait though. That is bait, everybody. Tony Khan actually like makes an announcement of like it, uh, makes it a formal invitation. I'll take that. And I'll take Redmond Survivor's uh, comment here. I always look at it as is Chris Jericho legitimized AEW and John Moxley cemented it. I think that's a pretty good way of looking at it because Jericho came in on that first big press conference and everyone was surprised to see him, and then. Moxley showed up at, uh, at Double or Nothing, and, and that was like, oh, we're off to the races. We're bringing some pretty big names right away. And then Jake Hager showed up, and that really legitimized everything. Shout out, shout out to Jake Hager. The only Four man. Your anniversary. Four <laughs> anniversary of Dynamite tonight. Everyone's going to be there. All the stars will be there. Do you want to you wanna preview what's – there hasn't been much announced yet for Dynamite. There's really just three, three things. You've got Adam Copeland's going to speak, so that'll probably lead to – setting up the the luchasaurus match or maybe they'll change do you think they'll change it ahead of next no week? no no okay no i don't think they change it at all um no i don't think they do yeah there's not a whole lot to preview do you want to briefly touch about uh jonathan gargano and his return yeah let's talk about that so uh the injuries and other things kind of changed raw and as a result the intercontinental championship became the through thread for the final couple hours of raw uh tomaso champa and gunter had a really really solid match and it ends with uh gunter turning a power bomb or turning what was it the, uh, what was he trying to do champa was trying to do a move and then he turned it into the power bomb either way i don't have my notes in front of me uh Gar- not gargano champa loses the match imperium beats up champa and then gargano shows up and he makes the save johnny gargano's back they do the uh the diy tag team move at the end of the show after all the uh, lower thirds are gone 
and DIY is back. And it looks like they're going to start off with a feud against Imperium. What do you think? I'm happy to see Gargano back. Um, him and, and Ciampa against Imperium should be good stuff. Whenever we get the, the Gunther and Gargano singles match, because I assume that's coming, that'll be very good. It's weird. I was talking to the wife about this. Like Gargano has been back in the company for over a year now. It's like, he really done a whole lot over this last year. Uh, no, no offense to his return. The reaction was what it was for it. He, he got the big reaction last year in Toronto and everything last night. Like I blame the stupid music change. Um, but like it crowd went mild for it. And it was unfortunate because I like Argano and I, he probably should have been positioned better over, over this past year, but it just hasn't been. I hope this is a start of something good for him and Champa DIY. Like they, they got, they got a lot of life. Um, they got, they got a lot of life a, as a tag team, but I don't know. We, we, we shall see. That was not a, they got some work to do in, in rebuilding him because the crowd did not care. Crowd did not care on Monday. It feels like the story with Imperium is what they're going to use to build DIY. Do they build them to the tag titles? Maybe they could. Uh, for all we know, they're going to break up before then. And we're going to do Chapa Gargano for whatever reason, part 2700. So, no, I want to see DIY together teaming for at least the foreseeable future. But, yeah, you got to get the fans invested because... I was there when Gargano made that return in Toronto, and it was a big, big moment. People were really excited, and they were legitimately surprised. From there, hasn't been much going on, and that's kind of frustrating. So the hope is Gargano and Ciampa have a strong showing. They get they, they get put over strong by Imperium and even by Gunther in some way, uh, and, and they get to continue building whatever this is that they're working on. So uh, it's still, it's nice to see Gargano back. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, uh, and I hope it leads to consistency now. That's that's all you can ask for, is he's, he's back, he remains on television, and they do stuff. Um, so, yes. By the way, I love that Gunter is just like this complete badass champion. I don't give a you-know-what. I will face you now. We don't have to wait until next week. We're going to, like, he's a bad guy, but he's like, I'm a bad guy who can beat your ass anytime I want. I love this presentation for Gunter. I he's he's never let me down when I've watched him perform. So I I'm happy watching him as the Intercontinental Champion. Continue forward. He's so good. Uh, and the match with Ciampa was good. You know, big guy, little guy. I still don't know who's going to step to him. Uh, who's going to step to to Gunter and take that title from him? They it looked like they were going to tease that it was uh, going to be another match against Chad Gable, but we're not there. So yeah, I think I think Gable calls. And then heats again. I yeah. think that's what you got to do with, with Gable. The Bronson Reed match against Gunther, when that happens, though, that's going to be a fun match. I hope they get to it. I think they will at some point. I, I don't know if they want to. They should. They should 100% do it, but it'd probably just be like a one-off thing. I don't think they're going to oh. do like an extended program for them. That should be. That, should, that would be very fun. It feels like they get there by having... Uh, Bronson Reed win like a battle royal and then end of the night you get the match or whatever it is. It's just while Bronson's been dominant calling his shot against Gunther. I don't know. You can still do the call your shot thing with because Bronson Reed is just that that badass guy who can step to anyone too. So I want to see that. I don't want to see Gunther kick out of the tsunami. I just don't. I don't want to see the tsunami hit if it's not going to finish the match because they are protecting the hell out of that move. 
So I'm, I'm with you. That. Yeah. Continue building that. He told me once uh, at a press conference, he's or at, a, at a press thing. He was like, "There, I, I want to protect the tsunami to the best I can. No one's kicked out of it. I want to keep it that way. And I like that they're, they're continuing with that. It's good stuff. I'm yeah. with you. If, if he hits it, it should finish. It can go for it, miss it, or just don't go for it at all. Yeah. Missing it would work or counter it into something. Cause again, one thing that's really cool about Gunter is that knees he doesn't up. just have one. What's that? I said knees up. Yeah. Knees up. Squash it though. That would still squash. Yeah, that would break your legs. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the idea that he could roll out of the way and then turn it into whatever he does. Because again, that, that's the thing about Gunter. He has different finishers for different days. He's got the splash, he's got the power bomb, he's got the the big uh clothesline. He's got a lot of stuff, you know, in his in his arsenal that finishes matches. He should move out of the way and then just pin him. The tsunami is so great that Bronson hurts himself when he misses it. That's how you also protect it. Was your finish, kid? I'll move. <laughs> Shout out to the late great Harley race. Uh, anyway, we got a couple minutes, and so let's just talk about Dynamite. Jericho and Omega versus Guevara and Takeshita. This is the win back for Jericho and Omega? Well, folks, we have a tremendous lineup for AEW Dynamite tonight, Thank live you. on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern from the Stockton Arena in Stockton, California, home of the Diaz brothers. Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega will team up to take on Sammy Guevara and Konosuke Takeshka coming off a tremendous match at AEW Wrestle Dream where Sammy Guevara actually penned Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega proved they could coexist last week on AEW Collision and now they look to get a little bit of revenge against the Don Callis family, Sammy Guevara and Konosuke Takeshka. Plus, the AEW International Championship will be on the line as Ray Phoenix takes on Nick Jackson we had a tremendous match last week with Nick Jackson winning a triple threat match to earn a shot against Ray Phoenix and the International Championship. And these two men also competed in a four-way match at AEW Wrestle Dream with the Young Bucks, Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson winning to earn an AEW tag team title shot against FTR at any time they would like. Can Nick Jackson, who is already one-third of the ROH six-man tag team champions with Matt Jackson and Hangman Page, can he add more gold against Ray Phoenix in an international championship showdown? The leveled up AEW international championship. Plus, everybody, we're going to hear for the first time ever in AEW, we're going to hear from the rated R superstar, Adam Copeland. It's a new era in AEW as the rated R era kicks off. We saw Adam Copeland make his AEW debut at AEW Wrestle Dream. And now we're going to hear from the man himself live tonight on AEW Dynamite. We have a tremendous show for everybody, a tremendous lineup, heading into one of the best lineups we've ever had in AEW. Because get ready, everyone. Not only do we have a tremendous show tonight on AEW Dynamite, we have a huge monumental show next tuesday that's right tuesday october 10th aew dynamite title tuesday we're going to give you big matches quite possibly one of the best best lineups we've ever done in aew dynamite history next tuesday aew dynamite title tuesday october 10th you won't want to miss it right now we have Soraya defending the AEW Women's Championship against former champion Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida defeated Ruby Soho of the Outcast to earn this title match against Soraya. Plus, it's going to be the AEW in-ring debut of Adam Copeland next Tuesday, October 10th, AEW Dynamite title Tuesday against Luchasaurus. You won't want to miss Adam Copeland's AEW in-ring debut next Tuesday, title Tuesday, AEW Dynamite title Tuesday. 
October 10th, everybody. But before we get to Title Tuesday, don't forget, AEW Dynamite tonight, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS from the Stockton Arena, Stockton, California. It's going to be a great show as we kick off a new era in AEW. And not only that, we celebrate the four-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. Four years of AEW Dynamite. Thank you to all the great fans in AEW who have made this possible over the last four years. And we can't wait to start the new era coming off, quite possibly our best show ever, AEW Wrestle Dream. AEW Wrestle Dream with big matches highlighted by the debut of Adam Copeland. And don't forget, folks, we're going to hear from Adam Copeland tonight on AEW Dynamite at 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS. It's a new era in AEW. Thank you to all the great AEW fans. Four years of AEW Dynamite. Let's fucking go! Um, justified, this is four years chance for our AEW fans. <laughs> all right, Jeremy, do you have anything else to plug that doesn't exclude it doesn't include Excalibur and TK like talks? Uh no. We'll be back on Friday. I will not be on spotlight. Tomorrow, uh, the great SP3 will be in my place uh, with Steven Jensen. That's at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Everyone check out that show. It's right here on this channel, Spotlight, uh, with SP3 and Steven Jensen. I don't know what they're talking about. They pick the topics, not me. So that'll be tomorrow. I will be on this show on Friday, though. And I I assume my mother will be on this show. On God, Friday. I'm so excited for that. It's her birthday. It's her birthday on Friday. Bring, bring all your well wishes and money for... For uh, Mummy Lambert. Okay. Yes. Uh, I am Actual Pearl, J O E L P E A R L. Like Jeremy said, we're back on Friday. We'll talk about Dynamite and all whatever news comes out in the next 48 hours in wrestling. Until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we will see you in the next one. Leave your thumbs ups on the ways out and subscribe to the channel. We'll see you then. Cheers.